This is Downtown Lowdown with Downtown Halifax Business Commission. Welcome to episode 37 of Downtown Lowdown with Downtown Halifax Business Commission, recorded on November 16th, 2020. This is where you can find out all you need or want to know about Downtown Halifax. I'm Alana McDonald-Mills, Director of Marketing. And I'm Ivy Ho, Director of Communications. We are your hosts for Downtown Lowdown. We'll be giving you the lowdown on what's new in businesses, events, and issues that affect downtown. We also talk to key individuals that make downtown Halifax better. We have another great episode of Downtown Lowdown. Paul McKinnon, CEO of Downtown Halifax Business Commission, is back with some updates on the restaurant industry. On BizBuzz, we have some business updates, milestones, and what events are coming up in downtown Halifax. But first, Elena is going to talk to Gordon Stevens, CEO and Vice President, Finance of Develop Nova Scotia, about the Evergreen Festival. The Evergreen Festival, taking place from November 28th to December 20th, is the brainchild of Gordon Stevens and is led by Develop Nova Scotia. The Evergreen Festival is a new holiday festival coming to the Halifax waterfront, downtown Halifax, and Spring Garden Road area this holiday season. Running from November 28th to December 20th, the Evergreen Festival is inviting locals and visitors to bundle up and come downtown for four weeks of safe, diverse, outdoor festivities to celebrate the holidays. The festival will include an open-air market, live music, holiday lights, safe events, and more. Gordon Stevens is the COO and Vice President Finance of Develop Nova Scotia. Develop Nova Scotia is the crown corporation responsible for leading sustainable development and economic infrastructure to support economic growth in Nova Scotia. At the centre of their work is the role of place in attracting people and investment to the province. And this principle informs everything Develop Nova Scotia does in terms of how it plans, develops and manages both land and infrastructure in the province. The Evergreen Festival is the brainchild of Gordon's and is being led by Develop Nova Scotia. Gordon is here today to tell us more about the festival. Thank you for joining us today, Gordon. My pleasure. So let's start at the beginning. Can you tell us where the idea of a holiday festival like this started? Yeah, it actually probably started around the boardroom table at the Business Commission maybe eight or ten years ago. Mm -hmm. We had this idea that um, the downtown Halifax really wanted uh, wanted to have something exciting in the in the holiday season. Um, you know, a lot of it was uh, a lot of it was around um, trying to to drive traffic into the downtown. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and I think you know that. That goal has never really changed, um, but what's happened in the in the ensuing years is you've seen the the European uh, countries and and even cities now in, in Canada and the United States really embrace this holiday market um, as a, as a key uh, part of their of their winter season. Right. So then the pandemic hit. Yeah. And that how did that affect your original vis vision for the festival? You know, it caused us obviously to to take pause mm -hmm. and and think about you know is this the right time to be doing it? Right. Should we um, be considering it at all? Um, you know, can we do it in a safe way that's still engaging and fun? Um, and you know, after after a lot of uh, of internal discussions and talking with other partners. Uh, and looking at the impact that the that COVID has had on the small business mm -hmm. community, um, we really thought that there was really no better time to do it. Right. Um, as long as we could do it in a safe way. Um, <clears throat> but the fact that it's outside, the fact that it's dispersed, um, you know, the fact that it's bringing uh, uh, producers and crafters from across the province mm -hmm. uh, to the market, uh, it really it really seems like not only 
could we do it, but really we have to do it. Right, exactly. So what has gone into planning the festival this year, and what other partners did you bring on board to help you do it? Yeah, I mean, you know, our original uh, goal and, and uh, has lived on through the planning stage is really to to have this be a collective effort. Mm-hmm. So we didn't want to create something that was only on the waterfront. We didn't want to create something that was only in downtown Halifax. Uh, it was really, you know, we can create a platform uh, through the festival that's, that is a, um, an umbrella that other people can nest their events in under. So whether that's um, a building that's, you know, 100 meters away mm-hmm. or a festival that's happening 100 miles away, if we can change the narrative about being outdoors during the during the holiday season, um, create something that's fun and exciting and not just an opportunity to buy stuff, um, but to really create a social uh, program mm-hmm. that we really think that it, it will, um, it, it'll make it, it'll make it a more authentic uh, experience. It'll make it uh, more sustainable from mm-hmm. a, a long-term perspective uh, and ultimately um, help more, uh, more businesses mm-hmm. through this period and and on, and really give the people of Nova Scotia something to look forward to. Right, exactly. So can you tell us about some of the highlights of the Evergreen Festival, like what's happening? Yeah, the, uh, you know, again, like this really wants to be something that is social. Mm-hmm. So we knew that uh, we wanted to have live music and entertainment. So mm-hmm. there's the stage uh, production happening on the waterfront um, we have amazing partners with uh, the folks from the Jazz Fest, Jazz East Rising. Um, they've taken over the uh, the full program development, okay. um, dealing with the artists. Um, they've got a good partnership with Music Nova Scotia and with the East Coast Music Awards. Um, and we've got 17 nights of, of oh, music. Wow. You know, so it's uh, bigger than any. Uh, music festival that happens in the summer season. Uh, we've been able to <clears throat> put together a program um, that runs over four weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, the the chalets, the market um, is really, uh, you know, we, we wanted to create something that was, uh, put the infrastructure in place that allows businesses to um, amp up some of what they can offer in mm-hmm. a typical uh, outdoor venue. So, so they're they're secure, they're weathertight. Um, they don't have to be taken down if there's a hurricane right. coming. We've got you know thousand pound concrete blocks holding them down, and it will become sort of the standard for other events on the waterfront mm-hmm. uh, year round. Uh, so we're really we're really excited about that. It's gonna again, it's gonna create um, a higher quality of experience for for. Okay. Um, customers as well as for the vendors. Right. So they can be there all year then? Yeah. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah. They're not going to stay where they are all yeah. year, um, but we'll use them for different events. Right. right. Um, yeah. We're pretty excited about that. And then a lot of lights. Yeah. Um, so we've got a 150-foot light tunnel yeah. uh, on the Salter Boardwalk. Mm-hmm. Um, really excited, actually, about our ability to engage uh, charitable organizations mm-hmm. and nonprofits. So from mental health to feed Nova Scotia to the United Way um, you know we've we've made it um, we've put a challenge out to corporate partners okay. you know that would normally not necessarily do anything for public facing during the holidays um, to think about 
that a bit differently. Mm -hmm. So how can you uh, take something that maybe you were doing privately for your staff and do it on on the sidewalk or on the boardwalk mm -hmm. um, and and uh, engage with a charity, uh, allow um, that charity to raise funds mm -hmm. either from the public or from uh, or from the, their corporate tie-in, um, but it's been it's been really well received. Yes, you know, so we've got a Christmas tree lot that's going to be okay. running on the waterfront, oh, wow, nice. where twenty dollars from every tree goes to mental health. Okay. Um, and uh, yeah, so there's there's some great some great partnerships um, there. We you know we really recognize that the arts and culture um, sector has been particularly yes. uh, hard hit mm -hmm. this uh, this year. Um, and so that's, again, one of the reasons why we wanted to have a really robust stage uh, production. Mm -hmm. um, and so giving giving a lot of people an opportunity to perform in public that uh, they've largely lost uh, mm -hmm. in the last eight or nine months. Wow. It sounds like a lot of amazing things happening. So far, it's looking pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. So in your opinion, how important is a festival like this to not only downtown Halifax, but to the entire city and even the province? Yeah, you know, I, I think, again, like when we first came at this, uh, it was from an economic uh, mm -hmm. impact perspective and from the potential, you know, in a non-COVID time of being um, a big season extender for mm -hmm. the tourism industry. Um, but in the, last, uh, in the last number of months, we've really recognized that this is going to uh, hopefully be a, a bit of a, a boost to the mental health of Nova Scotians, right? We've had a, a terrible year in, in a lot of ways, uh, but we've shown our resilience and our strength uh, as a province to come together. Um, and even with COVID cases, you know, sort of, it's certainly not gone away. And it's, you know, the, the first thing that we think about and we wake up and the last thing we think about when we go to bed. Um, but we feel like we've created the platform for people to be able to get mm -hmm. outside, to socialize within their bubbles in a, in a new way, um, to do it in the safest way possible, but also just to, to really, again, just sort of change the narrative about being outdoors. Mm -hmm. right? We all remember how crappy it was in March and April and, and, and May um, when we were stuck indoors and we weren't allowed to go to the parks and right. uh, it, you know, it wears on you. Um, and so I think, you know, even beyond the festival, you know, if this means that, you know, people are okay sitting mm -hmm. on a, a park bench in February and having a coffee or uh, meeting up with their friends and, and, you know, mm -hmm. having a, uh, you know, a lunch, you know, imagine a picnic in February. Um, you never would have considered that before, but we, you know, we may be in the situation where that's the only way you're right. going to be able to see your, your friends. Mm -hmm. Um, and so if we can, you know, we look at the European model where, uh, the, the holiday market started, weather and the time of year really doesn't affect people's right. way, um, uh, attitudes about going outside. I didn't think about that part of it, but the importance of being outdoors. But yeah, that's a good connection. Um, let's talk about placemaking for a moment. Mm. So tell us how the Evergreen Festival fits in with Develop Nova Scotia's mandate of creating infrastructure and places that are for the people. Yeah, I mean, you know, so really placemaking, it's, it's about the creating places that are sticky. It's about the connective mm -hmm. tissue. Uh, it's about when you move to a place, um, you know, what is it that uh makes you you know call your friends and and tell them how awesome it is to be living where you are uh and certainly events 
um, are one piece of that. Um, but in Halifax, you know, the waterfront has been um, a big part of what what the the Halifax experience is. Mm-hmm. But it's April, you know, May to September is sort of the the high season. Um, but we've done, you know, uh, there's been a lot of investments on the waterfront, uh, both from the provincial government and and uh, and from private developers to, you know, get away from a bunch of parking lots, right. um, sort of taking up prime uh, space. Um, you know, we've been very deliberate in making making sure that the public access to the water's edge has been maintained no matter what mm-hmm. the development was. Um, but things like this will uh, hopefully turn it into more of a year-round destination. You're seeing... You're seeing people out walking. You're seeing people out jogging um, all year all year long on the waterfront. Um, but hopefully, this means you'll now see people just out sitting, and right. and uh, you know it, it can create the opportunity for businesses along the waterfront to stay open more uh, than the summer season. Um, you know that makes it, it all kind of fits together to make. Um, a more robust place to live uh, and uh, and enjoy yourself. So where do you see the Evergreen Festival going in the future? Like where do you see it in another year or even five years? Yeah, well, so uh, right now it's really about what does uh, Evergreen look like in the COVID context? Right. You know, hopefully in 2021, we, you know, by December, God willing, we won't be dealing with COVID. Mm-hmm. Um but there's a chance that we are, and right. there's a chance that, um, you know, from a, again, that long-term perspective of this being a seasonal um, tourism extension program, you know, it's possible that 2021 isn't the year for that either. Mm-hmm. Um, but what we want to do is really create an event that is sustainable, that is uh, anticipated by Haligonians, anticipated by Nova Scotians, um, that even if our borders never open. This is still an awesome event. Right. But in five years' time, you know, uh, ideally, this this is probably the um, the biggest draw for tourism to Nova Scotia and to Atlantic Canada um, in that November December season. Right. Well, we are really looking forward to the festival. Um, so am I. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure we'll be glad to like get it started and going. Yeah. Uh, So thank you for joining us today. Yeah, no worries. Thank you. Gordon Stevens is the COO and Vice President Finance of Develop Nova Scotia. The Evergreen Festival is being led by Develop Nova Scotia and is running from November 28th to December 20th in the downtown Halifax area. For more information on Develop Nova Scotia, visit developns.ca or follow at developns on Twitter. For more information on the Evergreen Festival, visit evergreenfestns.com or follow at evergreenfestns on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter to keep up to date. And Paul McKinnon, CEO of Danton Halifax Business Commission, is here with us now. He's updating us on the restaurant industry in response to COVID-19. So, Paul, what do you have for us? 
Well, uh, I think it's safe to say that that um, we're all generally a little bit more concerned about the spread of COVID um, this week than we were a couple of weeks ago. Uh, you know, we really um, were fortunate to have a, a pretty extended period uh, where really there was virtually no cases of COVID uh, within the Atlantic bubble. I think thanks to uh, thanks to you know the implementation of the bubble, um, but uh, but recently uh, a couple of, of areas of concern and and, uh, and a number of cases of COVID, although still pretty low, uh, and especially looking at other jurisdictions where you know. You, you think about Winnipeg is, is facing another lockdown. Toronto possibly is. So I think unquestionably the, the bubble has worked very well. Um, but uh, but there's some concern. And, and unfortunately uh, for the restaurant industry, um, um, even though there were a number of places uh, that uh, that COVID potentially could have been spread, the restaurants for whatever reason seem to be seem to have been called out uh, more in the media. Um, and so obviously that's caused some concern uh, for a lot of our members. We represent uh, a lot of the restaurants and, and for the restaurant industry in general. Um, and so I think the good news is that that you know, restaurants are still extremely safe. Um, really, the Atlantic Bubble is still extremely safe. Um, but the Restaurant Association and Restaurants Canada, um, in in consultation with the business organizations and their members, um, have come out uh, really, I think, quite strongly to kind of address some of these concerns. Uh, so I wanted to share some of that uh, with our with our listeners. So the restaurant industry has come up with a, with a couple of, uh, of statements uh, that they released publicly, really to help reassure uh, the public, um, because we know that, uh, that even you know in, in the height of the summer when uh, when things were extremely safe. Uh, there were still a lot of people that were expressing concern about, about eating in restaurants, and, and that persists. Um, so, first of all, they wanted to reassure people, of course, that the Atlantic bubble has been effective. It is still extremely safe. Uh, the numbers are still very, very low. Um, and even beyond that, if you look at data from other areas, even where uh, the pandemic is, is in a much uh, more serious condition, where there's a lot more spread, uh, the cases of spread through restaurants actually is still very low, even in those jurisdictions. Um, so, it is still, still very safe to go to, uh, into restaurants, whether that's dining outdoors, which is getting uh, less feasible now as the weather cools, but also dining indoors. Um, uh, so the restaurants have been taking safety fairly seriously. They worked with the provincial government uh, uh, months ago, um, and one of the things that they've been doing, most, most full-service restaurants have been doing, is contact tracing. Uh, the restaurant industry has actually come out now and said they'd be willing for the province to make that mandatory uh, for all full-service restaurants, but most of them are doing it anyway, uh, and that can be done through a, through a number of means. It's really just a matter of, of restaurants you know, taking your name and, and contact information when you come in. If you've been dining into restaurants, that's probably happened. Uh, but there's other ways you can do that. There's a new app that's going to be available to all of our members, uh, which will allow people to just do it through their phone or uh, through, a, through a text message. Um, and so... And this know, would be just for dine-in. It's not for, like, quick service or anything like that or pick-up. It's a little bit more problematic for, yeah, for, for if you're going in for takeout or quick service or fast food restaurants. Mm-hmm. You can imagine going to McDonald's and, and giving your name. It's not impossible to do. Uh, but at this point, uh, again, you're, you're going in, you're wearing your mask the entire time that you're in there anyway. So uh, that's probably not as, as critical. It would be a, a bit tougher. But certainly for full-service restaurants, um, you know, they should be doing contract tracing. And, in fact, most of them are. Uh, and that may become mandatory. Um, so that would be good, uh, I think, in terms of, of just promoting safety and giving people uh, concern. And even with the, you know, the tracking of different cases, uh, they were able to be tracked very quickly because uh, restaurants were doing contact tracing. So uh, that is an important piece of it. Uh, the other one is, is the, the Restaurant Association and, and ourselves, we would agree with this, is that there needs to be enforcement, uh, particularly around individuals. So uh, from all indications, the, the latest couple of cases are the results of individuals who really weren't supposed to be out uh, socializing, uh, and they were. So I know the province has now changed the rules around isolation. So it's not just people coming in from outside of the Atlantic bubble that need to isolate, but if they're 
staying with someone, then those people have to isolate as well. Uh, that wasn't a requirement before, and that seems like that's maybe where a couple of the cases came from. Uh, that has changed now. It, it probably should have been the case all along, but uh, obviously that's up for up to public health to decide, but that is now the case. So there is there is tighter rules. Uh, and the penalties are help. pretty steep for individuals and for businesses, isn't it? Exactly. Yeah, they are very steep. And so for, for businesses, you know, they, they I think they're all taking it very seriously, and certainly they should. I think it's um, $7,500 for businesses and $1,000 for individuals. Right. So, yeah. yeah, if you're if you're experiencing the symptoms or you're you're supposed to be self-isolating and and uh, and you uh, uh, and you aren't, you got to think about whether that's worth a thousand bucks to you to to go out. So, yeah. So I think it, it is it's a bit of a shared responsibility. We think the business community is, is doing their part, and and if they aren't, uh, if they're floating the rules, then they should be fined absolutely, and 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 so should individuals. So those are kind of the main, I guess, the main views. We're, we're coming into the holiday season, so uh, we know it's it is trickier to um, you know to do to go do holiday parties for big gatherings and this Christmas and holiday season will look a little bit different. Uh, but but certainly we're still encouraging people to support to support local to to go in and dine in restaurants where it is very safe. You know, or if people just don't feel comfortable, that's fine too. But we uh, you know you can have some great takeout meals and and uh, there's lots of options uh, for that as well. And, and the other nice thing about um, I think now is because of some of the work that we've done through our grant programs is downtown retailers are mostly equipped for online shopping. Uh, so again, if, if you aren't feeling as comfortable actually going out into businesses uh, during this holiday season, uh, you can still do all your shopping downtown online. You can still do all your dining through through takeout uh, or come down and, and enjoy uh, all the business that we have. So um, yes, there is a little bit of cause for concern, but, um, but we're still one of the safest places in the world and, and it is a very different story here than it is in some other provinces. So uh, hopefully, you know, with the Atlantic bubble, you know, firmly in place, over the holiday season that uh, that will keep those cases very low. Great. Well, thank you, Paul. Great. Thank you. We were talking to Paul McKinnon, CEO of Downtown Halifax Business Commission. He gave us updates on the restaurant industry in response to COVID-19. As always, Downtown Halifax Business Commission strives to provide the latest COVID-19 related information as the province revises restrictions. DHBC continues to follow the directives of the Nova Scotia Health Authority. Check DHBC's main COVID resource page for businesses and for the public at downtownhalifax.ca slash COVID-19. The province is renewing the state of emergency until 12 noon on Sunday, November 29th to protect the health and safety of Nova Scotians and ensure safety measures and other important actions can continue. People traveling into Nova Scotia from outside Atlantic Canada for non-essential reasons must self-isolate alone or with others who are self-isolating for the same period. If there are other people in the home, they must also self-isolate. As in, everyone in the home where the traveler is self-isolating needs to self-isolate. Liquor licensed establishments like bars, wineries, distillery tasting rooms, and craft tap rooms can hold games and activities if they follow the Health Protection Act order and guidance from public health. Liquor licensed or drinking establishments must meet all conditions in the Health Protection Act order, including ensuring patrons remain seated at their table, except while waiting to be seated, going to the bathroom, participating in a game or activity, and getting ready to leave. For other updates and changes to restrictions, visit novascotia.ca slash coronavirus. And now for BizBuzz. It's time for BizBuzz. Tori McLeod, our Marketing and Communications Coordinator, is here, and Ivy. Thanks for joining me, Tori and Ivy. Hello. Hi. It is now the middle of November already, and we are gearing up for the holiday season in downtown Halifax. 
Today we're going to talk about some holiday events to look forward to, including Shopping Under the Stars and the Evergreen Festival. We will talk about parking in downtown Halifax for the holidays, and we will tell you all about our Downtown Halifax Holiday Gift Guide that is out this week, the week of November 16th. But first, Tori has some business milestones and updates to share with us. Tori, what do you have for us this week? Harvest, a farm-to-table eatery, has opened at 1625 Market Street. They serve up delicious sandwiches, soups, bowls, breakfast, and specialty coffees. Check them out at orderharvest.ca. As of November 6, iCut Brothers Barbershop has moved to the Southampton at 1286 Hollis Street. You can reach them at 902-453-4288 or on their website, wixsite.com slash iCutBrothersBarbers. Stillwell is celebrating seven years at 1672 Barrington Street. Their Instagram is at barstillwell and their website is barstillwell.com. Go check them out. And don't forget, Curated's Comfort Food Festival runs until November 30th. There is a list of participating downtown Halifax restaurants at downtownhalifax.ca slash comfortfoodfest. Thanks, Tori. So let's talk holidays. I can't believe that it's the middle of November and the holiday season is really upon us now. If you've been to downtown Halifax lately, you will notice that the wreaths are back up on the lamp poles, which is always really, to me, the first sign that the holidays are here. And with the holidays comes holiday events. Although things are different this year because of the pandemic, there's still some safe holiday events coming up that you can enjoy with your bubble friends and family. One that you can safely enjoy from the comfort of your own home or a participating restaurant is the Chronicle Herald Holiday Parade of Lights. The parade is usually the kickoff to the holiday season, but because of the pandemic, it looks a bit different this year. The in-person aspect of the event will not take place, and instead you can watch the Best of Holiday Parade of Lights on Eastlink Television on November 21st at 6 p.m. Local businesses and restaurants are being encouraged to show the parade on their TVs and ask customers to make a donation to Feed Nova Scotia. For more information about the Parade of Lights, you can visit thechronicleherald.ca and search Parade of Lights, or you can visit downtownhalifax.ca slash parade. Neptune Theatre is presenting Dickens, A Christmas Carol from November 24th to December 27th. This is the first live theatre production on their stage since March, and it is a special fundraiser to help Neptune stay viable until they can reopen again. There are safety protocols in place like limited capacity in the theater, the audience will be physically distanced from each other in the theater, and all audience members must wear a mask for the duration of the performance. You can also watch the performance from the comfort of your own home on Neptune at Home. For more information, visit NeptuneTheater.com. The Westin Nova Scotian has a number of holiday events happening, including a holiday lunch at the Westin that is taking place every Wednesday to Friday from November 25th to December 18th. You can celebrate the season at their new restaurant, the Seaport Social, with a three-course lunch, including traditional turkey with all the trimmings. They're also hosting Mrs. Claus Afternoon Tea every Saturday from November 28th to December 19th from 2 to 4 p.m. You can enjoy tea with Mrs. Claus with cookies and other seasonal treats and hot or iced tea. You can learn more about these events that are taking place at the Westin by visiting our online events calendar at downtownhalifax.ca slash events. The Halifax Brewery Market is hosting their holiday Huga Market on December 5th from 8 a.m. to 1 p.m. They'll have carolers and other holiday specials. And Jen Grant is playing two shows at the Halifax Convention Center on December 5th and 6th called Forever on Christmas Eve. Tickets are on sale now. Visit sonicconcerts.com for more information and to purchase your tickets. And while we are talking about events, Downtown Halifax Live is taking place again on Saturday, November 28th. Asif Ilias 
presented by Argyle Fine Art, is performing at Garrison Brewing from 7.30 to 9.30 p.m. So you can go and watch the show in person, or you can watch it live from the comfort of your own home on Downtown Halifax's Facebook and YouTube channels. So find and follow at Downtown Halifax on Facebook, or you can find DHBC1 on YouTube. This will be our third Downtown Halifax live show, and you can still watch the previous two shows, Tristan Legg and the Mad Dogs, live from the Old Triangle, and the Tevin Tynes Trio, live from the Carlton, by visiting downtownhalifax.ca slash live. The links to those shows are on that page. And you can see these and more events and promotions on our online events and promotions calendar at downtownhalifax.ca slash events. And if you're a business or event organizer planning or hosting an event in downtown Halifax, email the information to us at info at downtownhalifax.ca and we'll add it to our calendar. So next we're going to talk about shopping under the stars. Shopping Under the Stars is a two-night holiday shopping extravaganza taking place on Friday, November 27th and Friday, December 4th from 5 to 10 p.m. This year, downtown Halifax is teaming up with Spring Garden Road to make Shopping Under the Stars bigger and better than ever. So come out, enjoy some late-night shopping, dining, holiday specials, festive events, and more. You can learn more about Shopping Under the Stars at downtownhalifax.ca slash stars or visit springgardenarea.com. And as we heard from Gordon Stevens earlier in this episode, the Evergreen Festival is taking place from November 28th to December 20th on the Halifax waterfront, downtown Halifax, and the Spring Garden Road area. You can learn more about the Evergreen Festival at evergreenfestns.com or by following at evergreenfestns on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And if you're wondering where to park in downtown Halifax during the holidays, Development Nova Scotia is offering free parking in the pay-by-plate lots along the waterfront for the two nights of Shopping Under the Stars from 5 to 10 p.m., and every weekend from November 28th, 29th to December 19th, 20th. The Metro Park in Hollow Street is also offering free parking both nights of Shopping Under the Stars on November 27th and December 4th from 5 to 10 p.m. And parking lots and parkades around the Spring Garden area are also having free parking for Shopping Under the Stars. You can see more information about where to park in downtown Halifax and for the holidays at downtownhalifax.ca slash parksmart. And finally, our 2020 Downtown Halifax Holiday Gift Guide is ready and is coming to a mailbox near you this week, the week of November 16th, or you can view it online at downtownhalifax.ca slash gift guide. This year, we teamed up with Spring Garden Area Business Association, and there are almost 80 businesses featured in the guide. There are some great local holiday gift ideas for everyone on your list, so definitely grab a copy and get out and shop local this holiday season. And as we do with every episode now, let's talk about what we've been up to in downtown Halifax over the past few weeks. Ivy, do you want to start? Sure. Yeah, I went to a bunch of places, um, and I just actually You're remember... like a downtown Halifax social butterfly. I, I am, kind <laughs> of, I guess. I like to pride myself in that, or try to yeah. be that. Um, and I just remembered a couple more. Mm-hmm. Um, I just kind of wrote down, uh, jotted down some of the places I've been to, mm-hmm. but then I remembered a couple more. Um, yeah, I went to uh, Maritime Hobbies and Crafts mm-hmm. uh, and uh, got the Cuba maze uh, for my son for yeah. Christmas. Uh, so when I bought them, oh, bought the first one, they said, oh, it's 30% off. And mm-hmm. I said, okay, I'll buy another one, the ones with the LED lights. So that's great. And it's also featured in the Downtown Halifax gift yes, guide. Yes, that's right. Yeah, yeah so um, I can't wait to see my son's reaction. I know, that's a great little store. <laughs> yeah. I love going there and wandering around. Yeah. Um, I also went to the Discovery Center with mm-hmm. my family. Mm-hmm. So uh, they have a new exhibit there, uh, Joy Lab. Yes. So basically what brings you joy. Mm-hmm. So they have a lot of, like, photo op, uh, you know, some kind of setups mm-hmm. in there. So uh, that was kind of interesting. Yeah. It was kind of cool. I saw some of your photos. They looked really cool. Yeah, it was yeah. very cool. And my, my son really loved it. He's five oh, and a half. Oh, that's great. And, of course, we had coffee and uh, cookies at uh, Bird's yes. Nest there. Yes, not. Yeah. 
Um, so I also went to uh, Dirty Nellies mm -hmm. uh, with a couple of girlfriends of mine, and then we went to uh, Neptune Theater for the film uh, Splinters oh, by nice. Tom Fitzgerald. Okay. Yeah, mm -hmm. so it was a great film. Um, I guess the capacity now for Fountain Hall is about 90, right? Uh, and everyone's physically distanced mm -hmm. in their own little bubble. Uh, so that was it was a really good evening. Mm -hmm. You know, Dirty Nellies for a drink, and then going to the theater. Um, and they pivoted, of course, so they they, they showed a film instead of okay. live oh, theater. Okay, they were yeah. doing that. Okay, yeah. Um, of course, this is not uh, a business, but I, uh, my family and I went to Peace and Friendship Park yes. on Saturday, and uh, we took a look at the 26 foot. Uh, tree mm -hmm. the lit up LED, uh, yes. led tree and it's beautiful it's nice. huge 26 feet yeah it's huge and for those of you not aware peace and friendship park is where south street and barrington and the superstore area down yeah. part of the south end of Hall down yeah. in halifax is yeah and it's uh, i should say it's soon to be named yes. peace and friendship park mm -hmm. um there are some tree uh tree wraps sorry uh 9,000 LED lights uh, consuming oh less than two amps. So it's very efficient, uh, yeah. energy efficient. And there's also a glowing hallway uh, by PBJ Design through the Gritty to Pretty Placemaking Grant. Oh, cool. So it's interactive. So yep. you, when you walk through the hallway, it starts to light up. Oh, that sounds and awesome. And my son just loved it. Oh, yeah. I'll have to go down. Yeah. Well, that sounds fun. What about you, Tori? What have you been up to? Uh, I went for a girls' night the other night. We went to the press gang, and we went all out. We had a cute little nook um, with little curtains mm -hmm. that went across, and it was super um, nice to just um, catch up with a friend of mine. Um, and then we headed up to the Carlton for a live show afterwards, which was really, really nice. Fun. I love the press gang. They have such a great uh, atmosphere. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I also like the Carlton. And super cozy. Yeah, really yeah. cozy. Nice. We, were, we were actually there for the, the live uh, downtown Halifax live show. Oh, for the, at the Carlton? Yeah. Yes, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Tevin Tynes trio. They, they were a great band. So, yes, you know, said that. So the crowd just was loving it. Mm -hmm. Like, they really played to the crowd, which is great. So I went out and also did some holiday gift shopping. Um, I went to Argyle Fine Art. They have some really great holiday decorations and ornaments. I should say the ornaments, not so much decorations. But I got, um, she has one. It's a... Uh, Macaulay Culkin, a.k.a. Alistair, <laughs> Kevin Al McAllister from Home Alone <laughs> right. with his like, hands to his cheeks kind of screaming. And instead of saying Home Alone, it says Home a lot and then 2020. Yeah, I saw that. I, I saw know. That I loved it. such a perfect ornament. <laughs> and I have a cousin in Scotland who loved that movie. And also they're in more of a lockdown situation than us. So I'm sending that to her for Christmas. Well, that's perfect for them. Um, yeah. So that's going to be an international ornament going over there. So they also have some other great stuff and some beautiful original art if you're looking for art for the holidays. Um, and then every year my, I have a sister that lives in New York and she comes home and we always do a holiday dinner usually closer to Christmas um, and we've been to Cut Steakhouse and the Press Gang one year and last year we did Bicycle Thief so this year she's been home since the summer um, and she's going back to New York soon and we decided to do our Christmas dinner early so we went to the Barrington Steakhouse on Friday night it was really nice we had a seat a table in the back it was just my immediate family um, it felt very safe. Everyone was wearing masks. Our server was very knowledgeable and very efficient. And we got, um, like, family-style dinners, and they bring out a huge tray, and they had the steak on it all kind of cut up and all the different type of appetizers. So you can – we had three different types of steak. Do not ask me what kinds they are. I don't know. Steak – one steak from the other. But <laughs> some of them had bones. I'm the resident vegetarian here, so yeah. I wouldn't know. <laughs> and then all the – everything was really good. The food was amazing. The drinks were, you know, really good. Everything was – it was just a really, really nice night. And again, like if we felt really safe, and it was really nice. So. Yeah, it's a nice cozy spot. It is. Yeah, and they also had some live music yeah. playing, sort of away from us, but we could hear it. Mm -hmm. And um, 
and uh, yeah, it was really, it was just a really nice night. I felt really, it felt like kind of a special night out. Mm-hmm. You know? um, and then I popped into Inkwell, which is one of my favorite little stores in downtown Halifax, um, Inkwell Modern, Modern Handmade Boutique, which is on Brunswick Street. And they have some beautiful, beautiful items for Christmas, um, the framed prints and uh, locally made cards and um, and a lot of um, uh, pottery and ceramics, like mugs and stuff like that. And so if you're looking for a unique gift to give to someone, they're definitely a good place to check out. Nice. So, yeah, that was that was my week out, and I guess we'll have more next time. Thanks for joining me on BizBuzz. Thanks. Thanks. This concludes Downtown Lowdown, Episode 37, recorded on November 16, 2020. For more information, visit downtownhalifax.ca slash podcast. Please rate and subscribe to Downtown Lowdown. And don't forget to follow at Downtown Halifax on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Thanks for listening.